Oh, it's fantastic news. Great Friday program coming up for you. You do not want to miss uh, today's program, not a second of it. Uh, let's start with our sponsor, Rough Greens. You, If you're a regular listener of the program, uh, you've heard me talk about Rough Greens. It really, truly changed my dog's life. Um, Uno was, um, I mean, he was never a good eater, never. Uh, and we used to have to stand there, and at times we would have to hand feed him. I, I I don't know if anybody else has to go through this. I know I get a lot of mail from people who are like, my dog is finally eating, so I can't be alone. But it is, uh, it's remarkable. Not only will he eat his food now because we put rough greens on top of it, I think there has been a really dramatic change in his life and his lifestyle. He's much more active. Um, I think he's... I think he's gotten a new lease on life. Uh, life. I think he, um, uh, I just think he, he probably gained a couple of years. And I, I don't have any proof of that, obviously, but I really believe, and so does Tanya, that this has changed him physically a great deal. Get your first trial bag for free. Just pay for shipping at roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. The national radio program begins in just a minute. Entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. This is a dynamic program today. You don't want to miss a second of it. Uh, We're going to talk to Whitney Webb about uh, the latest in AI and the World Economic Forum. It is truly terrifying stuff. That's coming up at hour number three. Uh, we also have Arthur Brooks on to talk about what can we do to help our kids if they're suicidal, depressed, etc., etc. What's really happening in America? And uh, this hour, we have Bill O'Reilly uh, giving us the biggest stories of the day. And I also want to talk about that, that uh, Chinese spy balloon that is over the United States. Uh... I mean, I want to live in the in the mindset of if they're using balloons, you know, I don't think we have a lot to worry about. But unfortunately, that's not the case. What is it that they're really doing up there? We'll get into that beginning in 60 seconds. So nothing lasts forever. Um, and, you know, when you're trying to preserve things, uh, that's a real problem, uh, especially old things and old things now mean you know something from 2010 that's a 12 year old car now and if your car is out of insurance or warranty i should say you're going to be screwed i'm I'm sitting here in my car barn uh and behind me you can see um a 1934 race car Jay Leno has uh, one very similar, restored by the same people. His has a Spitfire engine in it. I, it doesn't have warranty. I can't imagine. I need a 
apart for a Spitfire? Because just this is the way it was built for Le Mans. And if something goes wrong, I know I'm going to hemorrhage money. Okay, that's that car. However, my cars are my trucks that I use on my ranch for every day hauling around. They're 10 years old. I don't want to spend a lot of money on them. I just want them to work. And I'll work until the doors fall off, the the hood is removed, all the glass is broken. I still want to drive that damn thing because I want to use every dime, get every dime's worth out of it. But now it's the cost to repair a car is so expensive. You've got to have some sort of insurance, if you will, medical insurance for your car. This is where Car Shield comes in, and you can save 20% on your plan. You will always be prepared for the unexpected. You're not going to blow through your budget. Call them now, 800-227-6100. Your car is going to break down. Don't get caught without a warranty. Make sure you have some coverage, 800-227-6100, or carshield.com slash Beck. Well, let me say hello to our executive producer. Uh, that is uh, Stu Brigier. Hello, Stu. How are you? Glenn, how are you? Happy Friday. Oh, my goodness. Happy Friday to you. Now, let me ask you something. If I'm not mistaken, yesterday was Groundhog's Day, right? Yes, yesterday yeah. was Groundhog Day. And uh, Groundhog comes out, right, or- sees its shadow, and what's what happens if they see their shadow? Do you know what happened yesterday with Puxatani Phil? Uh, um no I, you didn't know okay neither do i i don't really care but i do i do want to ask because i know it's like six more weeks of winter if it sees a shadow or doesn't see a shadow i don't remember um but what does it mean if they're waiting for the groundhog to come out and then um uh they go in because the groundhog's not coming out and they find um Fred the Groundhog dead. Um, <laughs> this is what happened in um, in uh, Montreal, or I'm sorry, Quebec, uh, yesterday. Uh, if Fred had seen his shadow, you know, uh, that means six more weeks of winter. If he didn't, you know, the opposite. But if he's dead, that doesn't seem like a good sign. Um Maybe it's maybe it's just me. Endless winter for all of us. For, <laughs> for a, maybe nuclear <laughs> nuclear winter. I'm not sure, but yes. Um, by the way, an update yesterday. We had the 1792Exchange.com president on Paul Fitzpatrick, um, and it is a uh, it's a website that can help you figure out which banks, which companies are full in ESG and which are not. Um, we, we had them on the air there, uh, at first their websites were crashed, uh, because of the volume. Usually that happens on this program. Then, uh, they were attacked by a, uh, uh, denial of service campaign right after being on the show, which is, um, odd. So they, they have it back up now, but it's amazing what people are willing to do just to, uh, keep information about you keeping your money and keeping your family safe. It's amazing uh, how well coordinated this uh, this effort is. Um, let me uh, talk to you about the spy balloon, Stu. What do you know about the spy balloon? 
Well, apparently a spy balloon uh, flying from uh, a product of China flying over mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. the western you know, United States. Yeah, it's uh, over Wyoming. Over Alaska. Yeah. Uh, Wyoming well, now. It's now Montana, Wyoming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did have uh, the question of uh, when we have satellites and TikTok, why <laughs> would you need right. a balloon? I don't know. It exactly. does seem to be a little old timey, you know. Mm-hmm. It, and it at first when I heard that I thought they're down to hot air balloons. Uh, that's good, you know. That's good, uh, but it's not good. And and here's why. And I'm not hearing anybody talk about this. First of all, um, the the balloon's current path uh, it carries it carries this balloon over a number of sensitive military sites. Okay, Um, and they also say the United States says they don't want to shoot it out of the sky because of falling debris. Really, we don't have anything that would just obliterate that thing in the sky. Really? Hmm. Um, So anyway, it was over Canada and then it flies into the United States and it's flying over uh, sensitive military nuclear sites. And the Chinese foreign ministry uh, said, you know, relax, America. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm China should be happy that uh, we don't have a female for president because females don't really like it when males say, "Okay, sweetheart, relax. And I think that's kind of what China uh, just said to us in a very condescending tone. Oh, please relax. It's just a spy balloon. What are we going to get? Well, here's the one thing that um, one thing that I uh, uh, that I um, uh, wanted to check when I saw this, um, the the balloon, they think, is in an altitude between 80 and 120 thousand feet. Now, I am not saying this is what it is, but I am saying if we don't shoot it down and make sure that our own airspace remains sacred, we're out of our minds. Can you imagine Russia if we had a spy balloon and we told Russia or China, ah, relax. Um, the balloon is at an altitude, they believe, between 80 and 120,000 feet. The minimum altitude for an airborne EMP is 94 or 95,000 feet. So that's right in that range. I just want to throw that out there. I don't think it's an EMP. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's not an EMP. Um, However, if they can fly things over our country and we do nothing about it and they're flying them over our nuclear sites, um, I think that's a problem. I don't know about anybody else, but uh, I'm not really relaxed about it. How about you? Hmm? Sounds like a big problem. And, uh, you know, certainly I think they will learn that they can do this if they want to do it. Yes, right? absolutely. Like, that's what they're gathering from this. That's the intelligence that they're gathering. I really believe they are gathering the intelligence of will America even respond? I don't think they will. No, of course they will. No, I don't think they will. Let's fly it over. Fly it into U.S. airspace and let's fly it over their their really sensitive military sites and see if they say a word. No. That's well, the intelligence they're gathering. 
that's all we do though is we said a word and you yeah. know they're 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 talking about how this is going to make a very uncomfortable meeting when i guess blinken meets with them oh uh, very I, uncomfortable we might send them a sternly worded wet, uh, letter mm. why not blow it out of the sky sincerely why not blow it out of the sky i'm just saying if it's a balloon i'm not so worried about shrapnel coming down are you, are you? I mean, well, I mean, looking at it though, I mean, the the, the pictures that seemingly are of this balloon, it doesn't look like a, a a balloon, like how you think of a balloon. It looks like there's a decent amount of equipment on it. Mm. I don't, I don't. How would you describe this picture? But I, I mean, it looks like almost like a. It looks almost like a satellite. Uh, almost like it, Sputnik. Yeah, so so it looks kind of like a satellite. I wonder what equipment might be on it. And honestly, there is nothing that a balloon can gather that I am aware of. And I talked to, you know, some expert uh, about this. There's nothing that I'm aware of that uh, they can't, they can't, they, they need a balloon for, that they can't gather just via satellite. They can they can watch us on satellite. We got that technology. So why launch a balloon? The only answer I and others can come up with that I've talked to is um, they're just testing whether or not they can invade our airspace and we do anything. Now, why would they want to know that? It's just not good. It's not good. <laughs> Just saying, I just leave it at that. Just Your summary good. of the spy balloon. Do we get a headline out of that? Is that a clickbaity headline that we yeah, can get? Uh, sub, out there? Um, uh, China flying on. mysterious balloons with equipment on it over sensitive U.S. air uh, U.S. sites. Suboptimal. Yeah, suboptimal. I'm just saying. Suboptimal. Suboptimal. Yeah, yeah. Emphasis so. on the sub. Yeah. Yeah, which they can launch a lot of things. Anyway, um, there is a, a new poll out, and it's a record-setting poll, and I think this is exciting. Only about a third, 36% of Americans, say they are satisfied now with a set of policy issues spanning all aspects of government. Uh, it, it, among the lowest-rated issues was the state of the economy, which our president said is fixed, right? I mean, it's booming. Strong as hell, Glenn. Strong as hell. No joke, people. I'm not joking. I'm telling you the truth. I'm shooting straight. It's strong as hell. A quarter of Americans say, yeah, I'm satisfied with it. It had the largest year-over-year decline, dropping eight percentage points. Satisfaction with gun laws also dropped sharply this year to a record low of 34%. Now, this one I'd like you to look into, Stu. I'd like to know, is that like, yeah, our gun laws aren't strong enough. You know, we got to be more like California, which, well, don't think about the stats on that one too much because we already have the toughest gun laws in California. But that's because of other states that we're having all these problems. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, So the satisfaction of gun laws dropped sharply to a record low. Policies on abortion, efforts to control crime, quality of public education, and efforts to combat poverty and homelessness also remained at near all-time low points. So we're not in a good mood. Now, 
They say there are things we can build on. Sure, there's a rise of polarization and a decline in national harmony. Um, you know, we've always had a baseline where, you know, people were generally content with America. And uh, now people are not. I wonder what could have changed that. So the perception of overall quality of life in the U.S. has dropped to a record low uh, this year, as did perceptions of wealth inequality. Less than a quarter of adults now say that they are satisfied the way income and wealth is distributed in the U.S. Less than a quarter of adults. So does that mean only a quarter of us believe in the free market? Uh, Is it that high? Is it that high? I mean, think about it. Like You are constantly beaten over the head with how much this country sucks, how terrible it's been, how everything it does is wrong, how every police officer is out to kill minorities, how, you know, I mean, it's on and on and on and on, how every rich person's trying to kill poor people for profit, Uh, every company's out to get you. You think about how that has to wash over a population over multiple decades, and what other ending can you come to? I mean, no, only if I people mean, are well, they hardcore know in their principles. Yeah. yeah, they they absolutely know that. And then, you know, just when you think things are you know horrible, the groundhog dies on Groundhog Day. <laughs> That's not. It's suboptimal. I'm going to leave it at so, that. All right, our our sponsor this half hour is Relief Factor. Isn't it time you start doing things you love again? You know, I, it, painting is so weird. I, I'm, uh, I, I'm always uncomfortable saying I'm an artist, but I'm an artist and uh, been painting. And the last month, oh my gosh, my painting is horrible. It's like I lost all of my skill. I don't know if this is normal. I, I don't know, but it's like I lost every skill I had and I've gone back to like stick figures. And then uh, I've been painting uh, the last couple of days because we've been iced into our houses. I've been painting and all of a sudden it's like back. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? Anyway, uh, that's off topic. I don't really know. Oh, because I was going to talk to you about pain. I didn't, I, I was not able to pick up a paintbrush. My hands would cramp so badly that I, I wasn't able to paint for a long time. And it's a passion of mine. I love writing letters. I love writing in notebooks, um, you know, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't hold a pen. I got my life back with Relief Factor. Please, I didn't think it would work for me, but it does. So just try the three-week quick start. It's $19.95. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Let me just play the role of my wife, because I was like, it's not going to work for me. And she was like, fine, then I'm not going to listen to you whine about your pain if you won't try absolutely everything. So you're going to hear that voice if you decide, I want to blow through this. It won't work for me. Fine, you go ahead, but I'm not going to listen to you. Just remember that. Call them, 800-4-RELIEF, 800, the number 4-RELIEF, or relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So 
So the World Economic Forum held their annual meeting a couple of weeks ago. They said something that caught my attention. Maybe it should catch yours as well. The um, public-private partners at the World Economic Forum believe a catastrophic cyber attack is uh, really probable and likely in the next 24 months. Strangely specific. Uh, but all the cyber war games that are happening with the Bank of England and the IMF and NATO all recently, everybody's conducting one, simulating a global attack on the financial system. Last time I remember global governments and elites being so worried about something was 2019. They were worried about a pandemic. And oh, my gosh, what a coincidence. It never happens. It will not be like this again. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, but they nailed that one and had everything ready to go. So now they're planning, what do we do in case of a giant cyber attack specifically in the next 24 months? Okay, well, here's what I'd like to tell you. Prepare. Yesterday we had somebody on um, uh, that talked about this, and my my wife, I got home, and for the first time in a long time, my wife was like, okay, we need to take preparation seriously. Tonight at 5 p.m., we are going to show you um, on our, our our Wednesday night special, but it's airing tonight because I haven't been able to get in the studio until today. So today, the COVID blueprint, the next crisis globalists are going to use to control you. That's Friday. That's today at 5 p.m. only on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Please, we ask you to join us and be a member. I know your money, you, you work hard for it, and money is tight. But I think this is worth a cup of coffee, uh, you know, or a couple cups of coffee. Coffee and a half at Starbucks uh, every month. We give you great information. Join us at blazetv.com slash Glenn. It is your membership that helps us um, keep the lights on and keep researchers employed, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. If you can't afford it, I understand. Just go to youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. It'll be posted, uh, I think, 5.30 or 6 o'clock um, after the live broadcast at 5. YouTube.com slash Glenn Beck. Don't miss that. Uh, Mr. Bill O'Reilly is coming up in just a second. He is going to uh, get his take on, on the Chinese balloon. Um, but also, I really want to talk to him about New York and Kathy Hochul's uh, new budget. It is an absolute nightmare, a nightmare. The taxes that are going up in New York, just more people going to be moving out. Uh, oh, and by the way, she wants to get rid of natural gas and natural gas stoves. But don't worry about that. That's the Glenn Beck program. There's nothing to see there. <laughs> uh, all right, so what's your gift for the special lady uh, this Valentine's Day? How about the best in skincare from GenuCell? GenuCell Skincare, their most popular package right now is 70% off, and it includes the next breakthrough in skincare technology, GenuCell's probiotic moisturizer, absolutely free. These ingredients, which are actually you know found in yogurt, can have the same nourishing benefits and goodness for your skin as they do for your body. Probiotic extracts target bad bacteria on the surface of your skin to restore balance to your skin's microbiome for a noticeably clearer com complexion and visibly younger appearance. You can see the fine lines, wrinkles, dark spots, sagging jawlines, and even bags and puffiness disappear right before your eyes. How about Thanks to GenuCell. How about bad allergies and a nose that sounds like 
Sounds like <laughs> a Charlie Brown teacher. Genucell.com slash back. Genucell.com slash back. You can get, uh, from now till Valentine's Day, a beauty box with two luxury gifts free with your order. You've only got two weeks. Go to Genucell.com slash back. It's Genucell.com slash back. G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash back. Right. Make sure you're watching tonight, 5 o'clock, a don't miss Glenn Beck special tonight, 5 o'clock. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome. Mr. Bill O'Reilly is joining us today at an earlier time. We appreciate his flexibility. A lot happening on today's show, and I really felt it was important to get Bill's uh, take on a couple of things. Um, First of all, your take on what's happened politically with Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump. They have started to kind of fight against each other is this the way it's going to be and do you think that works out well for either DeSantis or Trump well first of all um Beck you you put me on early because you just want to get get it out of the way I I know that you know let's all right here he is let's just get him out of the way (laughs) and then we'll do the rest of the show you know we know Mm um yeah I mean look um it's becoming fairly clear now that uh, DeSantis is going to launch probably in April or May a formal yes. campaign. Right. Um, Trump knows that. Um, Trump's campaign style is attack, attack, attack. Um, DeSantis has to reply, but I don't think he's going to reply on the same level. No, I agree. He'll just, yeah, you know, he'll just counterpunch and hope that uh, the attacks are so over the top that uh, mm. it drives um, Republican voters to him. So, yes, it's, it's going to be a little bit nasty, depending on, you know, Donald Trump's mood that day. Right. I mean, there's no filter there. I know, I know. You, you know, know Donald, like- Trump, Donald Trump has, um, uh, has problems with uh, the COVID narrative, but I, I will tell you that he's the only one that has any credibility of really almost any president, maybe except for Ronald Reagan in a way that has credibility on stopping wars. I mean, it's clear he does not want America tangled into a war. He doesn't want any of these things. Do you think if he won again, he could actually change the course of what's happening now? You know, it's impossible to answer that question, but I can give you an educated analysis because I had Mike Pompeo on the No Spin News, which I know you watch every day, right, right. right, after, right after the blaze, and then Beck turns over the No Spin News. And, and Pompeo, I said to Pompeo, I said, look, um, you were Secretary of State, and um, did Putin saber-rattle? I mean, saber-rattling means threatening to do yeah. military action. That's what it means. Right. He goes, no. I said, well, um, do you believe that if Trump had been reelected, that Putin would have invaded Ukraine? And he goes, no. No way. And I go, well, how do you back that up? And he said, because he didn't do anything like that when we were in there, and he was fairly reasonable in our discussions. And then, interestingly enough, he pivoted to Xi in China and said, where Xi was not reasonable. All right? Mm. He was not. So... To answer but your Trump, question about... I tell you, Trump knows how to play these guys. Well, he, they're afraid of him. Yeah, they're afraid of him. He knows how to 
portray power to these crazy dictators. Uh, There's no doubt about that. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. They were afraid of him, particularly Iran. Was yeah. very, very afraid because Trump basically, and I know this to be true, um, told the mullahs uh, through Pompeo, you go out and continue. You haven't heard anything about the civil war with the Houthis. Remember the Houthis in yeah, Yemen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, he basically said to mullahs, look, you continue this disabling the Gulf region, and we're going to bomb all your ports and all, take out all your ships and all your planes. That's what we're going to do. You're going to have nothing. And then he told the Taliban, you kill one more America. Yep. All right? One yep. more. Yep. And we're going to come in and just carpet bomb uh, where you are. And they believed him. So he told me that he talked to President Z and said, you know, you do something like that and missiles will fly to Beijing. And uh, yeah, but that, he, that's different, though, because she didn't believe that. Nobody would believe it. Trump wouldn't have done that. But what Trump did do to Xi was make his life very difficult economically. Yeah. Um, okay. And that's that was the cudgel there. Okay, let me uh, let me switch to what you think the biggest story of the week is. Oh, Beck, thank you, thank you very much. I've been preparing this all week. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, this is what is this Hunter Biden lawsuit? Threat? Thank you. This is insane. But I'm not looking at it from an ideological. I mean, the conservatives on on television, they're actually taking it seriously. Okay, I don't take this seriously. This is the, I right. know this Abby Lowell, but here's the main point on this. Hunter's gone rogue because the White House could never have sanctioned this ever in a million years. Could they have said, yeah, go ahead, threaten everybody in the world with lawsuits? Okay, the White House would never have done that because this brings terrible attention back to Joe Biden. All right. So Lowell uh, is the new lawyer. And number one, your listeners astute or they wouldn't be listening to you back. They'd be somewhere else, but they're astute. You got to know that if a guy like Abby Lowell, who's shrewd and he's been around forever, does this, that means that action against Hunter Biden is coming. Yes. Soon. So what is happening, Bill, with the FBI going in? Again, this week and searching. I mean, I'm concerned. I can't believe I'm saying this in defense of. Well, no, I'm saying it in defense of the presidency. Um, You do not want a Justice Department that can just go in to a presidential uh, a presidential house. It was bad enough when it was a former president. Now it is the sitting president. Yeah, they gave him permission, though, Beck. So this is a show. This isn't anything legal. If it were legal, they would have searched the Rehoboth Beach House two months ago. Right. Okay. So you don't you don't let somebody. If you look at the documents, you don't give somebody two months to clear them out. Right. Okay. I mean, it's the same. So all this is is a show for the for the consumer. Oh no! Yeah, now we're going to go over and we're going to look at the Rehoboth. Well, wait a minute. Hold it. Uh, that should have been done in November. Right. Um, and then they go, well, and we're going to go to Pence's house, too. And, you know, those of us who really understand the big picture know what all this is. It's cosmetics 
for the folks. It's just, yeah, well, we did our due diligence. Yeah, yeah. But let's get back to the Hunter Biden thing, but just one second. So you you assume now that there's going to be an indictment against Hunter Biden. That's what I think this is Abby Lowell thing is all about. It's going to be a tax beef, okay, that he didn't pay his taxes, and it only paid him after all of this came out. And that's a federal crime, and, and Hunter's going to have to plea it. And he will. He, he won't go to trial. He'll plea it out. But in the meantime, to mask that, all right, to mask that big story, because it will be big, Lowell goes on the offense and says, oh, this is just a fishing expedition. They had to come up with something. And the bigger picture is that my client, Hunter Biden's rights have been violated, blah, 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 blah. But it's less than two years we're going to have a new president, and less than a year we're going to have a presidential primary in New Hampshire. So Biden doesn't want to continually have to be uh, defending or even hearing about his son hunting. And this extends the story two, three months now. So to me, I'm sitting here going, Biden and and, uh, Susan Rice, who's running the country, by the way, now that Mm -hmm. Klain is gone, she's running the country. I'm sure they had no idea this was coming down. And that's an interesting family dynamic, Beck. Mm. Okay, let me ask you one more question on um, this one is on Kathy Hochul. I, I. what is her deal? She just um, introduced a $227 billion budget. It includes higher payroll taxes plus a cap and trade program on CO2. Uh, so it's going to cost a lot more money. And then on top of that, uh, let me see here. She uh, also wants to cap electric bills at 6% of income for households that replace gas appliances. So the the war on gas stoves is real. However, 45% of New York's energy comes from gas. What the hell is she doing? Well, uh, you're going to have uh, new neighbors with um, New York accents pretty soon down there in Texas, Beck. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know. you know, look. Kathy Hochul is a um, machine politician going all the way back to Tammany Hall. New York has always been a state that's been dominated from Chester Arthur, who I know you know very well, Chester Arthur, um, on and on and on. Uh, by the Democratic Party, and now the Democratic Party is more radical left than ever before. And uh, Governor Hochul is not an intellectual genius. She doesn't understand um, unintended consequences of her action. You can put things in front of her and say, look, uh, you raise taxes again, you're going to lose another 2 million people to Florida and Texas and Tennessee and the Carolinas. And she goes, well, we don't really need them anyway. Okay. Um, So it's a disaster here because it's like Illinois and, and California. Is what it is. The progressives have hijacked the state, and they're ruining it. And the people who can move are moving. It's amazing. Um, Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much. Bill O'Reilly, you can find him every day in his No Spin News at BillOReilly.com. He's also the author of many killing books. Killing the Killers is the uh, latest one that is out. Uh, All of his books, I think, are are must-reads. There's 17 million books in the Killing series in print now. Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much. We will uh, talk to you again next week. All right, Beck. Thanks. You got it. Bye-bye. All right. 
man, there's so much news going on that we're just not even going to get a chance to get to. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's uh, realestateagentsitrust.com. There is a monster that lives under your bed. I mean, you know, I mean, as adults, we don't ever really check. So there's probably in our kids' bedroom. The axe murderer who hangs out in your basement when the lights are off. Yes, yes. And then there is also buying and selling homes. I don't know which one I want to face. Uh, Well, it's easy to be scared of the housing market, but it makes things a lot, lot better when you are dealing with realestateagentsitrust.com. If you're considering buying or selling real estate, um, please consider just notifying um, realestateagentsitrust.com. Get a great real estate agent, the one we have vetted and found in your area, somebody that is a listener and a fan of the program, so they think like you, they understand you, they listen, they have the um, best practices um, at, uh, at work for you when they go in and buy and sell a house. So please, don't just get anybody Get the people that we've vetted and really feel are the absolute best. And then do your own homework and, and interview them. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to Friday. The standoff at the border is heating up between Texas Governor Greg Abbott and the federal government. Politicians will never let a crisis go to waste. We have been invaded. The crisis is being used by Republicans as a photo op by the Democrats to expand their voting base. More than 85% of everybody reaching the border is coming in. That's the definition of an open border. Just down the road, you can get in no problem, no Humvees, no armed guards. What people don't realize is there's a way around everything. The Blaze Originals team traveled to the Texas border, ground zero of the most controversial news story of 2024. With some experts estimating over 4 million border crossings in 2023 alone, we embedded with the Take Our Border Back convoy to investigate. What if the entire narrative you thought you knew was a lie? Go watch the real story of Texas versus the feds and how the elites use the border crisis against us by visiting realbordercrisis.com. And use code TEXAS for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. Stu, are you there? Welcome. Um, in the background, I've been getting emails uh, on what the heck is playing behind me. I'll have to turn it off. Uh, as I was doing show prep early this morning, I was listening to uh, Kunk on Earth. Uh, has anybody seen that? On and off. Yeah, there you are, Stu. Can you, are you there? Okay. Uh, he can't hear me now. So, uh, Kunk on Earth is um, this really, really exceptionally funny uh, and irreverent mockumentary um, uh, starring Diane Morgan. She plays Philomena Kunk. Um, and it, it is it's one of the funniest uh, series I've seen. I mean, at times, belly laugh out loud. I don't know how she has the courage to do a lot of the stuff she does, but she's doing a history. She's done, um, um, you know, kunk on the United Kingdom, kunk on other humans, 
uh, she's done several of these and she speaks to experts and these experts have no idea she is, you know, it's not a real doc. It's not a real documentary. And you watch these guys and she's just dumb as a box of rocks. It is honestly, it's like talking to, well, it's like talking to a, you know, a, 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 uh, high school student in the most progressive city in America. She knows nothing about what is going on. And uh, it's just hysterical if you haven't seen it. I think it's on Netflix, but BBC has uh, has all of them. But uh, Netflix has kunk on, uh, on Earth. Uh, all right. Coming up in uh, just a second, we're going to be uh, talking to a good friend of mine who I, I just think is remarkable. His name is Arthur Brooks. He is, then uh, don't hold this against him, he's a Harvard Kennedy School professor, Harvard Business School professor. He actually is a columnist for the uh, Atlantic. All things that would make me say, I hate this guy. Um, but he is a free market guy, um, and he has... He has lived around the world and traveled the world, and he sees what works and what doesn't. I mean, he spent a lot of time uh, just studying India and how capitalism has really helped. But he's also fascinated by, um, by happiness and what causes happiness. And so I called him a couple of weeks ago, and I, I said, um, Arthur, I, you know, I think Americans are struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts unlike any other time. And um, and the world is going into meaninglessness. Can you help bring some light to this and shed some light on uh, what the problem is and 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 what maybe some of the solutions are that we can actually apply in our life so he's on here in just a in just a few minutes and then in an hour from now whitney webb is uh going to be here she has written the book one nation under blackmail she's a journalist and i mean i think one of the best in the country uh, or in the world actually as a um investigative journalist I don't think she likes me all that much, but her information is really, really well put together and solid. And she's going to be on in about 60 minutes. The Glenn Beck Program. If you're just joining us, thank you for listening. We had a massive power uh, hit at our studio complex the third time uh, in the last couple of months. I don't know what's going on, but we'll get some answers. Welcome, Leap. Um, is a new program from Wilk- Welcome, and they have ties to DARPA. And now, yeah. I believe with Welcome Leap, the ties are even stronger with DARPA. Tell me, tell me what's going on. So Welcome Leap was created in 2020, but it didn't really become active until more or less the, the latter part of 2021. Um, and essentially, they described the vision as a global health DARPA equivalent. So for people that don't know, DARPA is the uh, advanced research or investigative arm of the Pentagon. And they have historically been very involved in financing um, research related to transhumanist technologies uh, and um, as a former DARPA director describes it, uh, describes it. 
fixing the technological mismatch between humans and machines. And, of course, transhumanism was all about merging man and machine. So that very director, whose name is Regina Dugan, is the person that was appointed to be the head of the Welcome Leap by the then director and still current director of the Welcome Trust, Jeremy Farrar. And um, Regina Dugan, after she was uh, left the, uh, her role as the director of DARPA during the Obama administration, uh, worked for Google and then later Facebook in creating DARPA equivalents for those companies where, among other things, she created um, a what she called a digital pill that turns you into your own authentication token, turns your body essentially into a digital ID, um, smart clothing, um, being uh, using a wearable on your body that can read your brain signals so that you don't even have to physically type the device reads your brain signal and knows what you're going to type before you even move your hands and things of, of that nature. So now she's been uh, headhunted essentially to run this global health DARPA. And this is actually um, a model that was recently uh, created and enacted by the Biden administration in an agency called ARPA-H, where the head of the CIA's DARPA equivalent, IARPA, um, or I don't know if she was the head, but she was... Um, she had worked there, is now in charge of, of that particular agency, which is supposed to be a health DARPA. Um, so this is a model that isn't exclusive to Welcome Leap. But the people that are there, um, including Ken Gabriel, who was uh, the deputy, of, uh, deputy director of DARPA under Regina Dugan, is again with her at Welcome Leap uh, to research a variety of programs. I think they're up to seven now. Uh, some of them focus on uh, infants uh, as young as three months of age. Uh, some of them relate to uh, fetuses in utero, uh, and some of them, uh, you know, are, are essentially transhumanist in nature, trying to grow with the intention of implanting into people human-machine uh, hybrid organs. God heavens. Um, Good heavens. I mean, all Hang sorts, on. Of, hey. all sorts hey. of stuff are being developed here. Mm-hmm. So, Whitney, hold on just a second. I've got to take a one-minute break and then um, come back. I mean, we, we, we have to focus. Uh, the woman who is running this, when she was at DARPA, um, she was investigated and found that uh, she was actually profiting illegally um, on her her own tech firm. Uh, she's a, a woman that doesn't seem to have an awful lot of scruples, uh, and she is running this this DARPA, if you will, with Welcome Leap. Um, and we're going to get into. What are they trying to do with babies again and the brain scans and everything else? AI is coming faster than you can possibly imagine, and you need to pay attention. We'll give more on that in just a second. There's a reason why it's important your children learn about personal responsibility. It's not just because you want them to be well-behaved. It's because you want them to be successful adults someday. Um, and they are the next generation, and this next generation is going to be the one that saves us, uh, honestly, from ourselves if they have, you know, the, the correct principles. This is what I love about Whitney. She is young, she is um, eager, and she is wicked, wicked smart. We need more people like this that are out there fighting every day, fighting for the truth, fighting for the truth. All right, Tuttle Twins uh, has a uh, a new book called 12 Rules Boot Camp. It was modeled um, after uh, Jordan Peterson's book, The 12 Rules for Life, but it's for kids of all ages, and it will begin to help teach 
you know, the valuable lessons that we are putting in the dustbin right now. Tuttle Twins, today is the last day you can get this book for free. You just pay for shipping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get this book now for your family, for your kids or your grandkids or, you know, people you know down the street. Tuttle Twins and the 12 Rules Boot Camp. Get it now for free at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Today is the last day. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So there is, uh, there's talk now uh, from, you know, the stock market that by 2020, uh, sorry, 2030, Amazon will have more AI than it will have human workers. It's not just jobs, though. What is happening with AI is a really insidious uh, way to control you, control everything, um, and know exactly what you're thinking, what you're dreaming about. We're talking to uh, Whitney Webb um, about uh, the welcome leap. So can, can, you, can you give us an idea of... Uh, for instance, let's look at what they're doing with the babies and brainwaves. What are they looking for? Sure. So this particular program, uh, the way they describe it, is about essentially leveling the playing field for uh, cognition, but in, in infants. So the program specifically targets infants uh, beginning at three months of age and goes about to three years of age. But when you actually look at the different goals within this program, it becomes very clear that there's a lot more going on here than what they pub- how they publicly pitch um, the aim of this particular program. So essentially, there's a couple different uh, stages to this program. Uh, but it, how it starts is, you know, these children who are essentially being uh, used as test sub- subjects by Welcome Leap in, in this venture um, would have uh, wearables on their bodies that monitor um, their brain state, that uh, track how their eyes move, eye tracking technology. So bad. They'd be constantly surveilled in uh, the environment they live in. And the way it's described, it's constant. So this means this child would be constantly surveilled, not going outside, staying in this particular environment, having these things on their body that, that count how many steps they take, how many turns they take, and see how that um, affects their uh, brain development. The goal for this, as stated in the program, is to develop what they call an in silico model of the developing human brain, you know, for infants three months to three years of age. And this is essentially an artificial model, an artificial brain uh, that would mimic uh, a growing human brain uh, during that particular period of time. But then once they have that model, what they hope to do is to subject children to screening to see if their brain, uh, through certain cognitive markers, they identify fit okay. the model basis. I, I want to get back into this with Whitney in just a couple of minutes. Program. Because just the eye tracking on, on children and infants alone is should be terrifying uh, to everyone. Let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It is Rough Greens. Uh, Rough Greens is something great for your dog. It's vitamins, minerals, has absolutely everything your dog needs uh, for a healthy and happy life. Get your first bag for free right now at roughgreens.com slash Beck. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. 
Don't forget, tonight, 5 o'clock, our special on the WEF and what's next. Welcome back to the uh, program. Um, if you're just joining us, thank you for listening. We had a massive power uh, hit at our studio complex the third time uh, in the last couple of months. I don't know what's going on, but we'll get some answers. Um, we have been talking to Whitney Webb. She is, I think, one of the best journalists on planet earth today um and you really need you might not agree with everything she says i mean i don't think she agrees with very much of what i say um but you have to listen to her um she knows her stuff and what is coming and the connections to some of the most nefarious people i think on planet earth today so we've been talking to her about um, this Welcome Leap. Welcome is a uh, company in uh, or a trust, uh, kind of like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, but they have their roots in eugenics. Like Bill Gates has his roots in Planned Parenthood. He still kinds of thing. He thinks much of the same kind of stuff. Um, and we were talking about testing that they are going to be doing complete surveillance on children, babies from three months old to three years old, and tracking their eye movements. Eye movement tracking is the most dangerous thing you could ever give to somebody because they will know exactly how you think just from your eye movements. And uh, uh, you don't ever want to hand that to, uh, to somebody. They're also... Uh, doing total surveillance to treat depression, which I want to get into with um, uh, Whitney. But you have to understand a lot of these big, huge global um, movements are all about controlling the population, not about helping, not about making you healthier as a human, but making you a better worker. And I don't think that's overstating the case. Whitney, would you agree? Yeah, I don't think that's overstating it at all. So um, I'm assuming you'd like to go back to the the ultimate ambition of this particular um, yes, with the, focused on on toddlers. Yes, mm-hmm. and, uh, the Wait, ultimate, so, and then we want to talk about the depression uh, treatments. Right. So um, as I was saying earlier, um, so they they want to subject these children to very invasive surveillance. Uh, that's surveilling not just what they're doing externally, but also what's going on internally. Uh, and to use that to develop an in silico model of a developing child's brain. Then what they hope to do is sub- uh, the type of surveillance that was previously discussed, subject that to 80% of children by 2030 with the oh goal of developing interventions. Uh, they say if any of uh, these children being surveilled in this way are not uh their brain is not in line with the model they they develop. They will oh. then intervene and make the child's brain fit the model they develop as the ideal child's brain. This it's essentially so... an effort to homogenize uh, human cognition, starting with babies and children, and at the same time, uh, essentially getting them accustomed to living a life of complete invasive surveillance. Which, if you know, you're familiar with uh, discussions at uh, WEF. Uh, annual meetings or people like you all know a Harari, that is the plan for everyone. 
yes. through welcomely if you have, you know, uh, DARPA directors tied to the biggest big tech companies in the U.S. and the Welcome Trust essentially looking to have this uh, foisted upon our children. And this is important because the person behind Welcome Leap, Jeremy Farrar, is due to become chief scientist of the World Health Organization in a matter of weeks. At the same time, the World Health Organization is seeking to expand its power through amending the International Health Regulations, uh, which is a binding treaty among the World Health Organization and member states. So, for example, here's an example of how they could get to this 80% by 2030. Let's say that the World Health Organization, if they obtain these new powers, uh, they can declare a public health emergency of international concern. We've seen over the past few weeks how the Biden administration is considering declaring the lack of abortions going on in the U.S. right now a public health emergency. What if the OMS, or sorry, the, the World Health Organization declares autism an emergency like that? Then Jeremy Farrar, who came up with this program, decides that, oh, well, this is the only way to decide if the child would be autistic or not, and we can intervene in their brain at an early stage and prevent any kid from ever being autistic again. Does that sound like something these people would do? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, what's terrifying is people... This sounds like sci-fi to most people. They have no, I'll talk to friends about it and they'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You're, when, I, when I said these things were coming 20 years ago, it was because I was reading people like, you know, Ray Kurzweil, who was talking about these things, but it was 2030. So it was, you know, 30 years away. It's far away. happening. Right. It is happening. And in the next couple of years, all of this stuff will be set into stone if people don't wake up. Um, let, let me talk about uh, the total surveillance to, to treat depression. Um, this, is, this is just launched, uh, you said, this week, according to this article. Um, and it's not really fighting depression. It's not to make people happier. Can you explain? Yeah, so actually the, the article you're referring to that I wrote, I actually wrote two years ago. So this program is oh, already two years me. down the line. Oh, and it's gosh. the same case with the toddler program. Yes, it's, it's very, very uh, unfortunate. So this particular program is aimed at treating depression. And the way they define depression isn't the lack of, of uh, the inability to experience pleasure. Instead, they define it as a, a lack of interest in achieving uh um, rewards like work-related rewards, like point accumulation, and, you know, sort of like the same dopamine rush people get from uh, Facebook and, and social media, things like that. So it's allowing that to happen, but has no interest in uh, restoring the ability of someone who's depressed to experience pleasure, which if you've ever had depression or know someone who has is arguably yeah. the most important part of the right. whole equation. And one of the ways they want to go about doing this is developing a, a similar... Um, Gr uh, grouping of devices, sort of like what was uh, piloted or pitched in this uh, child-focused program, but for adults, including technology that could be used, according to them, be used to interrogate the current uh, state of someone's brain, um, their thoughts, and and things like that as a mean of, of depression, and then various, um, you know, uh, extreme, they were, use the term interventions, but these are all things that are meant to uh, permanently alter uh, your uh, neurological makeup, essentially. 
You and know, this is, uh, you know, ultimately under the guise of treating a, pre- a depression, but they want this type of technology to be actively used in the workplace. And if you're familiar uh, with what happened at uh, the World Economic Forum annual meeting just a month ago, there was mm-hmm. a lady who spoke who talked about, oh, um, there's these air, uh, earbuds, uh, you know, headphones are going to be on the market soon, and they'll be able to tell your boss uh, whether you're paying attention or not, what you're paying attention to. All of this technology is already here. And she made a a case to try and not get this technology banned because it had so many positive uses. Uh, but her main uh, pitch for it was this can produ- uh, uh, not just improve productivity at the office, yep. um, it can help fight crime. So again, there's been a long-standing effort to create a predictive policing or pre-crime situation, including in the United States. And the antecedents for this were already established by uh, Trump's Attorney General, William Barr, who established a program called DEEP that was all about creating um, uh, a means of uh, essentially arresting people before they allegedly are going to con- conduct a violent crime based on their social media posts, among so other things. Bad. Some arrests have been made in this program. And this um, effort at the same time was being pitched by a Jared Kushner to the Trump administration, among other people, uh, who wanted to create a health DARPA, HARPA, they were calling it. Uh, and then, as I mentioned earlier in the program, this was actually created by the Biden administration, the same exact entity, but they called it ARPA-H. Instead, they just moved the H to the end. But the first program is being pitched, um, you know, in this period of time, they called it Safe Homes. And the idea was to data mine what you are posting on social media and then run it through an AI algorithm that will identify if anything you have posted uh, presents neuropsychiatric warning signs of violence. Oh, my gosh. And... If those are identified, then you have to go, you will be ordered by a court to go to a mental health official or you can be uh, interned somewhere. Uh, you know, this was how the program was essentially set up. And thankfully, under the Trump administration, it was not put into force, but the Biden administration has created it. But they described it as an institution that was being created to fight cancer. But it's the same exact <laughs> program and the same exact architects of what was being pitched and was rejected by the Trump administration. So uh, this agenda is not exclusive to Welcome Leap, and the Biden administration is going very far in implementing that. And um, I would say that the recently um, removed uh, chief science advisor, Eric Lander, uh, to Biden was a a very enthusiastic supporter of these types of policies. He was actually um, allegedly, at least according to Jeffrey Epstein, heavily financed by him um, and has a lot of um, own rather odd ties to people who have espoused eugenics-related ideology over the years. So this particular program being developed by Welcome Leap is also the, the, the same means, essentially, are being pursued elsewhere as well. So I felt like that was a, uh, important. So, Whitney, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on the program. I know you get a lot of heat from people who follow you for being on my program. I, I'm sure we disagree on a lot of things. Um, but the, uh, the only thing is required for me um, to, uh, you know, bring people into my bubble is do you agree with the bill of rights do you believe that those are basic human rights that should never be violated or taken away from people as long as you say that and you believe that you know we're going to disagree here and there and we're all at a different place in our own education on what's going on this is all this stuff that is going on is new to so many people um Uh how 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 do we um cross these barriers and get 
people to understand, um, you know, this is not a conspiracy theory. These are conspiracy facts. And um, and people have got to wake up because the system is pitting all of us against each other. And, you know, I'm a different yeah. man than I was 20 years ago just because I learn and I I don't believe the same things I did 20 years ago. How, how do we get everybody involved in this? Well, um, it's hard to say exactly what, you know, a short term solution would be, but I would urge people to definitely educate your communities and yourself about this current power grab that's um, uh, in the works at the World Health Organization, because one of the things you mentioned, the Bill of Rights. So originally, the international health regulation started off by saying that everything the World Health Organization uh, recommends to its member states, particularly in, in declared pandemics, among other things, uh, is done with the full respect for dignity and human freedom and human rights. And right. if this amendment is passed, they take that whole section out. No more dignity, no more human freedom, no more human rights. None of it has to be respected at all. And they certainly, a lot of these people, including Jeremy Farrar, who was an architect of, of most of uh, U.S. and U.K. Uh, COVID policy, has made it very clear he doesn't respect those things at all. Uh, but instead, the amendment is all about equity and coherence of communication. That's the only thing yes. they have to care about um, if these are, are put through. And what does that ultimately mean? We're all uh, equally enslaved. Uh, by by right. the system, and um, so I would encourage people to look at that and, and raise awareness about that, because if we can stop that, then we can hopefully at least lessen uh, further power grab attempts down the line under the guise of biosecurity um, in the future, because historically, you know, pandemics have been a once-in-a-century event, and now we have people uh, talking about, like, it's going to be happening again in just a couple more years' yeah. time, um, how uh, convenient for the people that yeah. benefited this last time around. Mm-hmm. Um, Whitney, uh, I truly believe you are one of the most important voices in the world to be heard. I, I hope it doesn't uh, it isn't so long in between our conversations, because I'd like you to try to figure out ways to make this more bite size for people of my audience, um, uh, at least, because I, I really think you're doing amazing work and I appreciate it. Thank you Thank so you. much. You bet. Whitney, Whitney Webb. Um, and I'm going to tweet out some of her articles. We'll do that um, here coming up in just a, a little while. So follow my Twitter. All right. Let me tell you about um, Goldline. Are you watching the Netflix uh, show uh, The Last of Us? I think it's called. Um, I just saw the first episode. Tanya and I watched it last night. And and uh, the first episode when they're leaving the cities. Uh, I said to Tanya, it's coming. It's not zombie stuff, but it, it's it's absolutely coming. And you have to prepare for the absolute unthinkable. And when that comes to your money, you, there's going to come a time when you're going to need to trade on something. I mean, the World Economic Forum says it's going to be a banking crisis that's going to happen in the next 24 months. And that'll mean all your money is will be cut off. All your money will be cut off. So what what do you do for food? Do you have anything to trade? Do you have any silver, gold? When there's a banking crisis, I guarantee you the entire system will be reset and your dollar will be worth a lot less. Please, please call and do your own homework 
on gold and silver from Goldline. Goldline's offering a huge special on their newest quarter ounce, 99.9% pure gold Mayflower round this week. With every tube of 25 acquired, you'll receive a five-pack of Goldline's exclusive two-ounce silver Maple Flex bars at no additional cost. That's a $400 value in free metals just for being a listener of the program. Call them now and get the information 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is... uh, it's uh, it's a fascinating time we live in. Please, please um, don't listen to the urges to dismiss these things or to stop worrying about them. Um, it's going to take us. It's you know it's going to take us to stop it and save the republic. Um, tonight, if you're watching Blaze TV at five o'clock, I have my Wednesday night special, which I'm going to go in here in a little while for the five o'clock special. Um, it is if you're a James Bond fan, you're going to love it. I compare um, Spectre from James Bond to the WEF. I think it's the same organization. Um, But we'll talk about their next catastrophe that they're trying to prepare us for, uh, which is a massive digital outage. All tonight, Blaze TV and Glenn Beck YouTube. The Glenn Beck Program.